Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. I know it's a late one today, uh, but I thought we'd do an episode straight after the Champions League today, which is what we'll start with. So just a quick roundup so everyone's in the loop regarding what's happening in the Champions League so far. So uh, we can speak about yesterday's games first. So Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. So this was a fantastic result for Chelsea. Um I wasn't expecting a lot of games during this fixture, if I'm quite honest with you, as they're two sort of defensive-minded teams, um, especially the way the formations were laid out where they were both playing with wing-backs. Um, so it was a quite an interesting battle between Hudson-Odoi and Thomas Lamar during the game. But nevertheless, it was an interesting match. Uh, great performance by Chelsea, especially the first half. I feel like they definitely put their stance uh, from the first minute regarding their performance. Um, the winner at the end was a fantastic goal, actually. A great, spectacular bicycle kick by Giroud, who's known for scoring those type of goals. Um, this will actually be a very important goal going into the second leg, uh, which I believe will be happening in the next two, three weeks. In terms of making a prediction of the winner there, I think Chelsea might just nick it, to be fair. I do expect Atletico to score um, in the return leg, but I think because it's a home fixture as well, uh, I know it's in neutral grounds, but it's still regarded as a, as a home uh, fixture. I think Chelsea might just edge it. Um, so I'm going for Chelsea regarding the second game. So the next one was quite an exciting match uh, between Lazio and Bayern Munich. So a similar scoreline to last week's um, game between uh, Barcelona as well. I've forgotten the team that we're playing against now. But nevertheless, this game was very entertaining. Lewandowski's opening with the scoring there. Um, mistake by the Lazio defender where Lewandowski just got the ball ahead of Reina and finished it in the close range but there was another star that was basically on show and announced himself to the football world was Jamal Musiela so um, a young player I was going to say Englishman but it's actually just been announced today that he has pledged his alliance to play for the German national team um, going forward so Probably bad news there for Gareth Southgate regarding that, but he looks like a fantastic talent. Only 17 years of age um, and showed great maturity in his play yesterday. Uh, the goal itself was a great goal. Um, smashed it in from 20 yards. Great, showed great composure when he received the ball and made the finish there. So I think he's got a big future ahead of himself. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs for Bayern as I'm sure he'll get more opportunities this season. Um, but overall, fantastic counter-attacking play from Bayern Munich. Um, Kingsley Coleman, Coleman as well, who broke with a counter on the left-hand side and uh, Sainz scored after a loose ball um, from a save that was from uh, uh, Pepe Reina. So the, the other goal afterwards was pretty much similar as well. Great wing play by Sainz, who we're all familiar with in terms of how he performed for Man City in the Premier League. And he was just causing havoc. And fizzed in a great cross, and the defender didn't actually know what to do with it, so he ended up hitting it in the back of his own net. Um, but yeah, great attacking performance from Bayern Munich. Carrera scored for Lazio. They did have a couple of chances towards the end of the game, but not enough to really trouble Bayern Munich. In regards to the next leg, it's, it's Bayern Munich. I, I don't see anything happening after that, to be honest with you. Um, Lazio, a decent team. They do have some decent players in the team, but 
not enough quality to kind of cement any challenge towards uh, Bayern Munich there. So, so that's um, that fixture there. So today's fixtures were Atalanta versus Real Madrid. So I was actually watching the Man City game, but I just caught some highlights before I went live on the show. And I saw the goal that uh, Real Madrid scored. So Mendy, the left back, uh, scored a fantastic goal from uh, with his right foot, actually, in the middle of the uh, box, 20 yards, smashed it in the corner. So that's a great goal for Real Madrid to go into the second leg. They're not... They haven't been in great form as of as of uh, recent times, but I think they still have the pedigree to kind of put their output in terms of how they play against Atalanta and use their experience regarding the next fixture. So, Omoje uh, will it in terms of the second leg, and Borussia Mönchengladbach. I hope I pronounced that correctly um, versus Man City. So, this was a good game from Man City I think they hardly looked troubled uh, they were so dominant in their possession the way they were playing pretty much controlled and never really felt that they were in a back foot whatsoever a uh, great goal from uh, Bernardo Silva and Jesus on the score sheet as well yeah for me the next the next leg is there I, I don't see them dropping form or slowing down whatsoever that's regards to their form in the Premier League and the Champions League so yeah, it's, it's, it will be an interesting one for Man City this season. You never know. They might cement attack in trying to win the Champions League this year. So we'll, we'll see how that goes there. But we can crack on with our main sort of agenda of the show, which is the Premier League football. So we can start with Matrix 25. So the first game that I'm going to speak about, not very fondly, if I'm honest with you, is the Merseyside Derby. Um I'll just have to be brutally honest. Liverpool were awful during that game. Completely opposite to what we performed last week against Leipzig in terms of how we played, in terms of the pressing, the intensity that we showed in our play. There was nothing there against Everton. We were just lacklustre in every department. We had no energy, no intensity or tenacity in our play whatsoever. Uh, we were just simply off the pace and showed no ounce of creativity whatsoever. And... The one of the sort of negative points for me is, especially in the last couple of months, is that whenever the opposition team scores, we just don't have the belief that we'll equalize. Forget trying to go ahead and win the game. So it's a mentality block there as well that we just have such low confidence in ourselves. So it's quite sad to see at this stage. Henderson injured during the game. Um, it's not been official, but I believe he may be out for the rest of the season. As his injury, he'll be out for three months. So it's just, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's not it's not funny, but it's just our luck this season. Um, every game, there's someone injured and it's a long-term injury. And Liverpool fans, we've just got accustomed to it. So it's just like not our season whatsoever. We've, got, we've had no luck at all. Um, so Phillips came on during the game and paired up with Kabak. And I believe this was the 18th partnership this season. Um, I know the media have kind of made it seem like that. We're, as Liverpool fans, we're making excuses regarding our season that, oh, Van Dyke's injured, that's why we're not doing well. But it's not about Van Dyke. Uh, these are the kind of comments that Jamie Carragher's made on um, Sky Sports, which for me is just a bit of a joke in terms of how he's analysing our team right now. 
the longest centre back pairing partnership we've had this season is two point five games. That kind of paints the picture there. We've not had any stability in the backline whatsoever. We've used makeshift def- midfielders to become defenders, and we've used our backup defenders, <laughs> and their backup defenders have come on the pitch. So we've used players that will probably not even have had a chance playing in the Liverpool first team, if I'm brutally honest. So it's not excuse that it is where it is. We've just been very misfortunate regarding our injuries um, and losing our captain is going to be a severe blow in our season in total for me. Um, but regarding the two goals, I think Kabak was caught ball watching for the first one uh, and the second one, Phillips was at fault where he lost the ball um, and then it led to the counter-attack. But the penalty decision itself, <sighs> what an absolute disgrace by that referee. I don't know his name. I'm not going to say his name out loud anyway. But that was never a penalty in a million years. You can see Trent trying to make the last-ditch tackle, which obviously he's missed because uh, Calvert-Lewin has tried to drag the ball back. And all he's done is literally lie on the ground. What can he do? He can't really move. So Calvert-Lewin has tried to skip over Trent to try and uh, regain the ball. And he just clipped his head and fell over. And apparently that's enough to be given a penalty. And to make it worse, the referee actually went to the screen. God knows what he was actually watching because from what I could see, it didn't look like the penalty incident. I thought he might have been looking at an offside thing, not that it had any relevance, but he just wasn't looking at the correct footage and he just literally spent three seconds and just ran back out. So I feel like his kind of pride or showed a bit of element of arrogance there where he was like, this is my decision. I don't really need to watch this. I'm just going to pretend like I'm interested here, run back and then continue with the game. So disgraceful refereeing from that official there. I don't know his name. Um, Yeah, I'm not making excuses there, not sort of rants regarding referees, but I'm sick and tired of the refereeing quality in the Premier League. I'm sick and tired of VAR as well. For me, VAR, in terms of technology, I guess it's there, but it's being misused by the people that are in control in, in that control room, wherever it's located. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sick and tired of it. So I hope VAR is scrapped next year. Um, I hope, I don't know what I can say about <laughs> the new referees. I know Graham Sooners on Sky Sports said that ex-players might want to jump aboard and all that sort of stuff, but I don't think ex-players will. Uh, and I read something earlier on today, uh, on Twitter regarding some sort of like clapping for referees uh, before the game. Um, that's a complete BS. I don't think we should be doing that whatsoever. What's the need for clapping for referees right now? They don't deserve it, deserve that round of applause. They've made the game worse. In fact, a lot of spectators don't watch the game anymore because of awful refereeing decisions this year. So, yeah, I'm definitely not um, vouch for that. But back to the game. This is Liverpool's fourth uh, defeat in Anfield, consecutive defeats. Um, and it's not looking good regarding the rest of the season. If I'm brutally honest, top four looks like a stretch. I don't even see, I don't have any confidence regarding us achieving that. I know we've got players like Jota coming back, but that's huge pressure on him. He shouldn't be under that kind of scrutiny where he's expecting to be our saviour and score all the goals. Like, it just doesn't work. He's come from a long injury as well. Like, it's been out for three months. So, it's too much expectation on his shoulders, unfortunately. But it's just we just have to take it on the chin and see how we finish. We'll try and I think it's important to try and finish as high as possible. 
I wouldn't want to be in the Europa League, but look, we'll we'll see we'll see how the season goes. But I have to be honest as well. I think FSG need to be accountable in terms of what's happened this season. Um, for me, they haven't shown a winning mentality when the club have been on top. So I'm speaking from when Liverpool won the Champions League a couple of years ago. Transfer window. We've had like four transfer windows since, and we've not shown. Any apart from last time, obviously we, we signed Thiago and Jota, but even those deals were done by Michael Edwards in a in a way that most clubs probably wouldn't accept in terms of instalments. But they've shown no ambition uh, and they've not really backed the manager at all. So we've had this. Uh, well, we are say FSG have this philosophy where they sell to buy. So. Liverpool aren't given a budget, or I should say, year and Klopp isn't given a budget every summer or January window. He's basically having to sell players to make money and use the profits to make signings from there on onwards. So you can look at previous champions from the days of when Abramovich um, took over Chelsea, Man City as well. And man, I look at Man City whenever they have a terrible season, like last season, they were. They lost the title by 18 points. What did they do? They signed a 60 million defender just like that. Pep Guardiola spent 300 million on centre backs and defenders alone. Liverpool probably since the since Klopp has been there. To be honest with you, so yeah, I think th- there needs to be a change from FSG. If there is, then we not. Uh, yeah, not look at the case. If if this is going to be our philosophy going forward, where we rely on sales to to make purchases, then yeah, it's going to be a long time that we see Liverpool back to the top again. And that's me brutally being brutally honest here. Um, yeah, it's it's quite sad to see, but obviously with the injuries as well, you couldn't have predicted a Van Dyke being injured or anything like that. But we sold Lovren in the summer and never replaced him. We used that money to sign a left-back who's unfortunately had COVID and, you know, he's had a few injuries himself, so he hasn't made much of an impact in the team. But one thing also, I feel like this summer, regardless of the money and the budget, it's a big rebuilding job. I I would have said, despite where we finished in the league, a lot of players need to be moved on from the squad. I'm not trying to sort of name any players but they're players that were regarded as squad players and uh, like Matip, Keita, Ox, Shaq and Origas who are just injury prone or simply not good enough to play for the club in my opinion so this season there needs to be a a big rebuilding job Um, and hopefully you know something pans out of that but I wouldn't name 10 targets or anything like that I'll probably do a special episode for Liverpool fans end of the season where I'll give my overview of the season and then discuss sort of transfer targets and what I would like to see in the summer. But that's another episode for another time there. But I guess congrats is due for Everton who've claimed their first win uh, since 1999 against Liverpool uh, with the new lockdown rules being lifted in June where you know we can all socialise and a lot of uh, big crowds being back to normal. Um, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a parade for the Everton fans there regarding this milestone because you know they haven't been us for such a long time. So I'm sure you blue fans are looking forward to that. So yeah, 
nice nice little <laughs> summer treat for you guys there but moving on to the next one is arsenal versus man city so another win for man city that's 18 consecutive wins in um obviously minus today because i didn't count that today but it'll be 19 i guess if it's all competition but Fantastic play by Mares on the right hand side, um, and a surprising leap from five foot seven and a half Raheem Sterling, uh, who scored a header. Um, yeah, not the guy I would have predicted to be honest with you, but Arsenal showed a great account of themselves to be fair. So um, shouldn't feel too disheartened in terms of how they played, um, but just they didn't have enough to break the, uh, through the City defence. But that puts Man City 10, 10 points clear at the top. And I've been saying it for a long time. It's their title. I don't see them slowing down. Um, they're just going, going strong in terms of their squad as well. Like they've got Kevin De Bruyne just returning. You've got Aguero who was on the bench against which I'm glad back. Sorry, I can't pronounce that name. Um, but yeah. I think I think it's there. They just look so dominant right now. So interesting to see how they perform in the same that chat for the title I think that I think they are to be fair I see a lot of difference in terms of previous seasons where I think the Champions League they might um, not perform well against um, sort of the away fixtures or some sort of level of performance uh, would have dropped in previous games but they just look so solid this year so yeah, it hurts to say that as a rival fan, but you know you have to appreciate um, the quality that they're presenting um, to the world right now. So, so yeah, well done to Man City in terms of their recent victories there. Uh, next game, Manchester United versus uh, Newcastle. So another good win there for Manchester United. Uh, Rashford opening the scoreline, um, great attack from the left-hand side, uh, ripped the defender to shreds in terms of his pace on the on the left wing. Um, had a shot onto the near post. For me, the goalkeeper should have done a lot better. Uh, it's not the position a goalkeeper should be getting beaten to, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, so, Maximan was the plus point for Newcastle there. But he was a constant threat throughout that game. And he ended up equalising as well with a lethal shot on goal. Uh, Daniel James, who's not made as many appearances as he probably would like, to be fair, in the Manchester United team. But he produced a nice finish from the right-hand side. And Rashford got fouled in the box. Me personally, I thought it was minimal contact there and slightly dives to get that penalty. But, you know, <laughs> no surprise there if I'm honestly not saying that there's any agenda here, but it is what it is. Mainly, I just seem to be getting a lot of penalties nowadays. So, Penelope scores from the spot there. But that's another win for Manchester United. Ole now is claiming that United are in a title race. God knows with this guy every week he's, he's like we're not and then next week he says he is he needs to make his mind up in terms of where his team is standing because I guess he's trying to lower the expectations but at the end of the day just say how it is because for me I don't rate him as a manager I'm, I have a lot of United friends they don't rate him as a manager so if they had a different different culture a different mentality I feel like this United team would have been challenging for the title based on just what's happening around with Liverpool dropping, Tottenham dropping as well. So it would have been a great season for them to take advantage of this situation. But speaking of Tottenham as well, they lost their fixture against West Ham, who are pretty much their rivals, or I would say the rivals for the top four spot right now. Well, fantastic win for the Hammers there. 
the goals itself, Bowen with a great cross from the right-hand side, and Antonio scores from close range. Great to see Antonio back as well, um, causing defences havoc as always. And Lingard as well, who's just had a new leap of life since he's joined West Ham on loan. Uh, smashes the ball left footed into the back of the net and what a goal it was. Uh, fully deserved and I feel like he's he's made such an impact in that team there. Um, Gareth Bell came on to the bench, from, from the bench, sorry. Um, and he certainly made an impact in the, in the game, um, providing assist from the corner uh, with Lucas Moura scoring a header. So a question for you Spurs fans actually, do you think Bell should be given a chance uh, to start games now as he's mainly coming off the bench now and I feel like he has shown some good form recently obviously I think the question is more regards his fitness but he seems to be all right so I'd love to hear your thoughts and um on your stance regarding Gareth Bale um so let me know in the comments about how you feel regarding uh him signing the next game for you guys but overall in terms of the game fantastic result from West Ham they're fourth now uh two points clear from Chelsea so it's neck and neck between those two guys, right? Those two teams right now. Um, and then we can speak about Chelsea right now. So Chelsea against Southampton. So away fixture for Chelsea there. Overall, I think this was a great point for Southampton, who haven't been in the best form recently. Um, Chelsea maybe felt like they could have got the win at the end because they had a better second half. But for me, Southampton definitely showed a great account of themselves in the first half. Um, and what a goal by Liverpool Loney, uh, Takimi Namino. Fantastic goal there. One-on-one with the goalkeeper. Showed great skill and composure and basically made a defender. I think it was Aspilicueta as well. Dive on the floor and then just slotted it with the outside of his foot into the empty net. Fantastic goal. Um, good to see him forming at a good level right now as well. And then to equalise Mount, score from the penalty spot. But Chelsea are very strong contenders right now. Currently fifth, two points um, away from West Ham, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but they've been in great form since uh, Tuchel has uh, joined the club. Uh, one incident I'd like to talk about, actually, is Hudson Odoi. So he came on as a sub, uh, and then he was unfortunately taken off 20 minutes later due to not pressing or playing with energy, according to the manager. I'll be honest with you, for me, this is a bit harsh in terms of the treatment uh, given to Hudson Odoi by the manager there, especially as he's a young player. But for Hudson Odoi, I feel like he needs to show, he needs to show his, his mettle now in terms of his mentality where he needs to, even if he's angry inside, because let's be honest, I think it is a bit of an embarrassing moment for him where, you know, he's been publicly um, embarrassed in terms of coming out of the sub and then taking off. But he needs to use that aggression in the right approach. So that can be really showing his um, level of play in training to show to the manager that he's ready to make an impact for the team. Um, and just let his football do the talking and not to sulk or complain about it as it, it's easy to, um, to react like that. And unfortunately, it will, in the long run, affect his confidence as a player. So I'm hoping that isn't the case as he's a great talent. So, yeah, as long as he uh, shows that aggression in uh, forthcoming games, I'm sure he'll, he'll have a good season. He did make his, uh, he did start the game against Atletico. So I guess there's no sort of bad blood between the two there. But 
let me let me know what you guys think actually because it's quite an interesting one there's a bit of mixed opinions that i've seen online but i, I don't think that was the right approach um for the young player there uh so the final fixture aston villa and lesser city so lesser city have just been in fantastic form another great win there was a tough match against a strong villa team here harvey barn lays it off for madison who finishes with a great strike to open the score line harvey barnes again it's definitely the start of the show in my opinion for lesser city this season uh, gets into the act by scoring from close range after martinez Drops the ball from a body shot, so I feel like she'll done a bit better there. And then Aston Villa got a consolation goal, uh, great finish by uh, Bertrand Traore to get to get the goal for Villa there. Bit cheeky in terms of um, <laughs> Schmeichel um, pinning him down with his knees and refusing to move, and then one of the other players had to push him away. So don't know what that was about, but but yeah, overall uh, fantastic form uh, shown by Leicester. And they're going strength to strength right now. And for me, fully deserve to be where they are in the league. They've been fantastic this season. I definitely see them finishing top four. It remains to be seen who the other teams are in terms. Probably the fourth spot, actually, I think, is, is in question. Because I think Man United and obviously Man City will win the league. The fourth spot is the is the is the empty one right now. Like who's going to grab that last spot? So we'll see how that goes for, for everyone this season. But I'll just quickly do my overview, or should I say team of the week for match week 25. So this is my team so far. So I've got Patricio uh, from Wolves in goal. I think he had a fantastic game um, and made seven saves in their fixture, in their win against Leeds United. So kept a clean shirt as well. So I think he fully deserves to be in the team. Uh, my back line, I've got Keane from Everton. Who had a solid performance against uh, Liverpool and kept the clean sheet as well. So that's why I've got him there. Uh, Strujic as well from Leeds United. He's been quite solid in the last few weeks, but I feel like he had a good game uh, recently as well. So that's, got, that's why I've got him there. Rotman was on the score sheet for his team uh, for Brighton there. So I've added in my team. Uh, decent player actually from Ajax that they've signed and can play in various positions. So his utility has definitely been useful with Tarek Lamptey um, in and out of the team due to injury. But yeah, he's had a decent season this year as well. Uh, so my midfield, Harvey Barnes, goes without saying to be fair, one goal, one assist. Uh, his partner in crime in the Leicester team, Madison, scored a great goal from 20 yards in their fixture. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, another goal, another assist uh, for him as well. Lingard, clutch moment in terms of his goal, fantastic smash um, with his left foot there. My front three, Minamino, I just loved his goal. I think it was just great composure in terms of how he finished. Uh, definitely showed his quality there. Mateta, so new signing for uh, Crystal Palace. And I believe it was his debut as well. Scored a ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculous uh, back heel to open his account. So for me, he has to be in my team of the week there. And Rafinha as well, who's been one of my favourite players outside of the top six as well in terms of his performances. Um, Scored a great free kick, but was definitely the star performer for his team against Southampton there. So that's why I've got him in my team of the week there. So we can quickly just do a roundup of Fantasy Premier League. Um, regarding my performance, actually, I will have a look because I haven't checked my score. I didn't have the highest um, of points. 
slipping down if I'm honest with you. So yeah, it's not it's not good. Got 67 points, so not very high, but not so that low at the same time. I believe the average was 55, so it's not too bad. But it puts me in a 22nd in the league. That's not where I want to be, to be fair. Um, but there was one person in our league who had a good week. So Samuel Meadowcroft um, managed to gain 90 points in this match week, or game week, I should say, at this fantasy football. So well done to Samuel there. Fantastic uh, points tally for you during match week 25. Uh, before we wrap up the show, I'll do my preview of the next uh, match week and the top games that I feel like are coming up. Uh, it's a long match week as well, actually, next week. So there will be 17 games played. Um, and we'll be back with our uh, next episode on next Friday. Um, some good games, to be fair. So one of the first games is Man City and West Ham. So I think a lot of ro- players will be rotated from the Man City team. Um, as I know Bernardo Silva has played quite a bit, Jesus as well. So, But the thing is, whenever they replace their players, uh, they've got quality to back it up. So in terms of prediction here, I can see Man City winning 2-1. Um, West Ham would definitely show a great account of themselves, but I feel like they might just fall short in terms of getting the victory there. But yeah, I definitely see Man City win there. Uh, the other fixture is Leicester City versus Arsenal. This will be an exciting game. Um, Arsenal have been showing recent form um, as of late. City just look fantastic as well. I'm going to give it to Leicester City. I think they'll just edge it. I'll give them a 2-1 as well. I think they'll definitely win this game. So this is another exciting one. Chelsea and Manchester United. Now, Chelsea have been in great form. Um, They haven't lost under Tuchel at all since his appointment. Man City, um, sorry, Manchester United have they won their last fixture, but have been quite up and down in terms of their recent games. Um, I'm going for a draw here. I think it'll be one-one. Um, I, I don't think United will have enough to to win, and I don't think Chelsea. I don't think they'll nick it either. I, I think it will be one of those games where they cancel each other out. Uh, that's just my prediction. There, so I think it'll be a one-one um, result. And Chelsea actually played twice during this match week, so they play against Liverpool. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence regarding Liverpool there. Um, yeah, we've lost four in a row at Anfield. I'd probably give it a 1-1. I think if we're lucky. Um, I'm not sure if Jota's actually playing. I, I really hope he does, because I feel like all of us Liverpool fans need a bit of a lift. Um but yeah, I, I'll say it's a 1-1. But I, I I don't see us winning at all. It'll be either a draw or we might lose it. But I think we might, it might just... I think because it's a, it's a Chelsea team that play on the front foot as well, I think that makes a difference. Because our last few, uh, couple of wins this season were against... As in since the start of the year, actually, have been against West Ham and Tottenham. And obviously Red Bull Leipzig in the Champions League. So these are teams that are energetic. They play in an attacking way. So I feel like this will suit us where we'll play against a team that should attack. You know, you never know if some teams, they might just completely um, try to mastermind the sort of park the bus kind of strategy against us, which to be fair is working. So I wouldn't blame them to be fair. But I think it might help the game be more of an open game 
rather than Chelsea Park in the bus and we're trying to break through. Um, I would also like to see Liverpool change a few things now, especially with Henderson and Fabinho. I think Fabinho might be on the verge of returning, but I'd probably place him in defence anyway, so it doesn't make a difference in terms of where he plays in terms of midfield. But I think a 4-2-3-1 formation should now be utilised. We're not getting the best out of players in a 4-3-3. Our midfield looks flat at times as well. So if our two prominent defensive mids are not available, let's just use a, a sort of a double pivot midfield where I'd probably have Thiago and Wijnaldum playing as a pair. And the number 10 can be between Firmino and Jones, whoever is showing good form. And if Jota is back, I'd place Jota up front and I have Mane and then Salah. To be fair, Mane hasn't been great this season either. So Mane and Firmino have a lot in their hands in terms of making starts for the for the team because Jota back now, their places are up up for grabs, in my opinion. So I think Jones deserves to start a few games. He's, for me, he's been one of our stand-up players this season. Um, has been very consistent. Made one or two errors there, but I feel like it was a bit harsh in terms of the criticism that he got from our fan base there, unfortunately. But yeah, he's been a bit of a, um, a breath of fresh air for us, I would say. So I'd like to see Jones in the team a little bit more. But I, I do hope Klopp changes his system a little bit. It's just not working for us. So something has to give right now. Um yeah, why not? I, I, I know a lot of fans are complaining that why is he still playing when he hasn't signed a contract? But at this stage, we can't complain because one of his good straight traits is that he stays fit and he's hardly injured. So we need him more than ever at this stage. Regardless of his contract situation, we'll see end of the year, end of the season. We don't know what happens behind the behind those sort of negotiation tables. So let's just concentrate on the football. But so I, my, I'm predicting a, a one-one draw there. But yeah, so that wraps us up for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I know it's a very late one today, so I appreciate the support. Uh, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow me on social media. I'm, I'm on Twitter at AussieFTP and on Instagram at Aussie.FTP. Um, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, it's a long match week, so there'll be 17 matches played. So our next scheduled episode will be next Friday. Uh, I will confirm the time closer um, to, to next week. Uh, on my social so just be on the lookout for that but yeah so that wraps us up for today um thank you for listening and i'll see you guys soon take care